This week in League, sadly too late for Christopher Reeve, the Dragons discover the secret to fixing a fuck's spine is dislocating a shoulder. Kieran Foran takes three months off after reports that young dogs players view him as a father figure. It's Rugby League death and taxes with Milford going missing when a field goal matters and Tigers in decline. Plus, we look ahead to round four of the 2019 NRL season. All that and more this week in League. Welcome to episode 312 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. How you going, my man? Oh. How's the receptacles treating you? Much better than my football team is. (laughs) It's it's a a fine state of affairs when your football team ceases being a receptacle and... uh... Yeah. Although, look, you know, truth be told, my football team is, is currently just bending over it any opportunity and spreading its flaps. So you had a you you had a hefty off season of uh, of booting booting the sluts and uh, and it, t- it all came around <laughs> and, and you were the rascals <laughs> on, on the weekend. <laughs> uh, the rascal has become the rat back. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Um. But we'll get to all that shit. Um. First thing, um, and I'll do a reminder at the end, the memberships uh, last week, just before the weekend, I think, went on sale uh, at first to existing uh, members whose email addresses I pasted into the email, yeah, with, I'm not going to, with, you know, with a greater than 95% accuracy rate, I'd like to think. But yeah, I may I may have missed some. Um, I know I missed one, but uh, but he got on board anyway, so it's all good. Uh, and then we put it in the Facebook group. So officially, as of right now, I'm telling you all to go to thisweekinleague.com and uh, check out the link for the store or shop or whatever it says on the menu. I forget what it says. Go there and you'll see the 2019 um, memberships on sale right now uh, with the inclusions and everything like that they've been selling uh, crazy well at the moment it's so well in fact that I am hoping that if there are any stragglers who want to get on board uh, as of listening to the episode this week if, if you can get your order in by like the weekend by the end of the weekend that would be very very helpful because if possible uh, I, I mean I'm happy to let it go longer but if possible I would love to let it uh, I would love to get the orders to the for the various bits and pieces in to the suppliers on Monday and um, so if you are looking to get a membership for 2019, and uh, we certainly hope you would, get along to thisweekinleague.com and... Uh, it's a fucking great pack this year. It is a great pack this year. Um, the the polo shirt has been something that we've been, uh, you know, I would say badgered for, but it's been requested a lot over the years. And we've kind of had our plans in place for things like, you know, doing the alternate ref's fault scarf and things like that. So now it's come up. The, well, the polo shirt has come up. The, the polo shirt's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Because if you're a normal fucking human being, yep, you can wear it out, you know, at those semi-classy occasions. Yeah, and people want if, to, you know, wear, wear something they can that they can wear in work and things like that as well. Well, I was going to say, if you're a sad fuck, manly supporter like our friend Lynn, and the well, only time that she ever gets to put on decent clothes is when she goes to work. Well, it's good I, for you as well. I, you know, I, I I wouldn't say I wouldn't you know characterize her as a sad fuck. That's the, that, that's outrageous and and dare I say false. 
almost defamatory, in fact. So I believe I'll pass on his details if you need to sue him. But factually um, correct. <laughs> Guarantee you, if I fucked her, she'd cry. <laughs> Yeah, probably because I, I, it would be extremely <laughs> against her will. <laughs> and this show got dark quickly. Hey, welcome to repeat of last week. Like this week, I have to say I'm not feel, I'm not feeling in the dark. I'm not I'm not in the darkness like I was last week. Last week I was in a very fucking dark mood. Uh, however, you know, as the mailbag will attest later in the episode, people seem to enjoy that. <laughs> that mind space yeah. uh, and and you know you happen to be there with me as well so it was uh, I, you know f- well, yeah our periods can't sink so maybe our moods just a- <laughs> <laughs> um, they're called bro reads they're called what bro reads <laughs> bro yeah yeah I don't know I, I don't know I think we could probably give a better one <laughs> Arnie bro come to visit <laughs> uh, anyway um, news this week I found that, like, generally in the construction of the of the notes for an episode, I'll, I'll keep an eye on the news. Sort of, it's there's no point anything really unless it's a blockbuster major thing that happens before the weekend. Uh, you know, to kind of discount all that sort of stuff and just look at the news that sort of you know either something that comes out of the weekend's games or you know something that sort of happens on Monday or Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And this year. Despite the phenomenal off season that we had for for just shit happening, yep, hasn't really happened during the actual course of the season. Mm. So, which is great because I mean, I, I, I mean, there, there would there would be times you know last last season and then like you know in seasons gone by where I'd have three solid news stories to go on, and you'd be they'd be three that would cut back and there'd be ones where okay it'd have to be I'd have five or six one liners yeah. like maybe we might want to chat about that as well depending on how time goes with the other stuff. But this year fucking no I don't have I don't have a, a single thing. The only thing that I can think of off the top of my head would be the revelation that came out uh, you know over the last couple of days that uh, Gus Gould well, basically, destabilizing shit started to happen because stories come out, and Gus Gould apparently had a handshake agreement. It's a civil with, war with Wayne Bennett. It's the coach, great- and there was, and that was something that was spoken about before. You know, obviously, Bennett landed at Souths in the in the great coach swap. Yeah. It, there was a, there thing. was a, th- a thing there where it's like yeah Wayne Bennett is close to signing yeah. and and it never came to pass and we never heard shit no. about it but now we never needed to hear shit about it it should never have been mentioned again but now Gus like well he had a handshake agreement and the club went over the top of his head to organise a deal to get Ivan back in with his kid and blah 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 and so now Gus Gould is at arm's length and. Whereas last, was it last year where he'd be like turning up the training and stuff and they're like, oh, well, he's like really coaching the side and Griffin's not, well, you know, but now yeah. it's like he's at arm's length and he doesn't have anything to do with shit with the football department anymore. And in fact, is rarely seen uh, having anything to do with them at all. Yeah, I, I think the truth is somewhere, you know, as it fucking always is, in in the center of the extremes. Um Things with Gus, he's like such a grudge holding spot for long. Motherfucker, yeah. And to be frank, if I was Gus and I was in charge of football operations mm-hmm. and I had the opportunity to to pull, you know, one of the most successful top two coaches of the recent era. How recent? Well, when like did, ten years? When did Wayne start his premiership run? Well, oh, fucking decades ago. Okay. 
Like that's, of, that's quite of the modern era, whatever. Like like at least so six, I'm saying six that, Matt Moylan lifetimes ago. Yeah, that's it. Um, so you know, if you if you had to pick top two coaches, you'd say it's Bellamy and Desi Bennett. Sorry, fucking Desi. <laughs> Desi. All I'm uh, saying is that the Desi's been four grand finals and won two of them in the time since Bennett's even won shit. Yeah, Bennett's never been lucky that his homie with an extra chromie came in and fucking saved him from three in a row. <laughs> Put it that way. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, it look, it, it, it unfolded the way it did. Um, I wouldn't have been upset with Wayne, but you, you're right. I, I would suggest that it's more Gus now trying to... Uh, Distance himself from the start and the potential. But it's also like, but but yeah, but yeah, okay. But there's there's that. I mean, I guess he's done that now. So now, you know, when when the Cleary experiment inevitably comes to its disastrous conclusion, because honestly, at this stage, the you know Penrith, you can you can say what you want, but at this stage, with like the young players year on year on year, it's like premiership, or it's like it's like you got to fucking win the comp. Like pretty much this year yeah. or like next year or something yeah. like that. You, you've got to you, rather than just scrape into the finals and go out without you know hardly firing a shot and things That's like it. that. I mean, you need to have a solid campaign, like finish top four, win the comp. These things have to start delivering on what has been promised now for fucking like yeah. yeah. And and here's my my thing. Yeah, a long I, time. Yeah. I understand this, that there is a salary cap and there are constraints on it and yep. things like that. But if you look at successful teams last year, you know, and, and let's look at, at two of the top three teams at the moment, South Sydney and um, Eastern Suburbs. Yep. You know, they had much better campaigns last year than Penrith did. Mm-hmm. Yet they didn't seem to feel the same salary cap squeeze that we did in having to offload critical players like Harawir and Nara. And I'm not suggesting that they're over the cap, more so, I'm just suggesting that they're much better planned in terms of what they but do. But also, when you've got this production line of young players coming through, and you're not holding on to them because you know they do seem to they don't cycle they don't all cycle through quickly. But you seem to get you know you you have a bunch of you, you know let's say you have half a dozen young young players yeah. and there's two of them you can't keep or whatever you know so they, you are losing some but you keep them because there's always because you know there's always ones down there that didn't quite make the the, yeah, the top squad it. um it it does seem probably those ones you bring them in and they got to, they get they pretty much have to get upgraded the next Correct. season because they go so well and you that's know, it. and that's what and that's what it is it's more like other teams with full of established players don't really have that many young ones that they have to urgently upgrade or else lose that, on the spot well that's the other thing thing it for for everyone that we keep and then potentially lose we're letting go of more Mm. and i think it takes away from you know any competition yeah it also worries me that someone it's like you know um unpopular take i would have preferred to have kept haru iranara than bill kickout yeah, fucking, you wouldn't have said that. You you wouldn't have said that at the end of last year, though. Certainly did say that at the end of last oh, year. Oh, you would not have said that. Certainly did. I know you. I know you love Harry Wiranara, but I mean, you were you were fully like literally. Yeah, I, I was on like, the kick out fucking hype. You train. were down. You were like balls deep. Like kick out was. Uh, yeah, I was rearranging his guts, but <laughs> it's. <laughs> I was going to say he was rearranging your fucking epiglossal. <laughs> um, but yeah, the. And look, the 
Yes, the thing is, the, the reason I can't really begrudge this story is because it's not one of those overly sensationalised piece of crap clickbaity things. It and does bring into light as well. It makes it, it it never made sense of Gus wanting to bring Ivan back, you know, yeah. a mere like couple of years after he'd looked tired and yeah. you know, so that was that was a fucking weird exit in the first place. Yeah. And then it's not like Gus to turn then turn around in such a short period of time and reverse it. So it kind of makes more sense. Gus is here looking for, you know, the, one of the most experienced coaches, if not the most experienced coach in the game going around. It also probably helps that it didn't put Anthony Griffin on suicide watch. Can you imagine being cunted from two clubs by Bennett? Like just, um, yeah. Yeah. It, again, fucking who, who knows what really went on? Um, who knows how much of it was, was Ivan and Nathan sitting at home and Nathan saying, you know, dad, I'm never coming to the Tigers. I'm, I'm never doing that. And he goes, well, fucking don't tell anyone at Penrith that. Yeah. Because as long as they- It, re- it removes any sort of family bargain, bargaining that's power. It. As, that as long as they think you're, yeah. you're a certainty, then yeah, then that's it. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and then you get the other side. And then it all comes out this week as well, which is even better because, it can't, you know, it's Tigers it's playing. Tigers, yeah. And then you, get, then you get other people like, you know, Umbai's come out and said, well, look, you know, I'm cool. I'm cool with him. But there are other players here- that signed because of Ivan, and now and then he's then he said that he's going to honour his contract, and then he fucks off. Well, no, he was so, released. Well, he said he was prepared to stay. Yeah, that's one thing he, that he, I will he, stand he, up for. He addressed for. the players and said that he would honour his deal. Yeah, and then West and, Tigers um, removed his deal. They asked him to leave, and uh, yeah, asked. They were kind of in a position where it was, you know, he was prepared to honour his deal. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was prepared he was prepared to pay lip service to anything to ingratiate himself with, uh, you know, people who are people whose interest it is to think he's not a fucking cuck and, and an absolute shit kind of Pasco hmm. proportions. <laughs> Top Panthers fans, especially Jesus. vocal ones such as yourself. Jesus, <laughs> rein it in, rein it in. It's family show. He's Pasco with a fucking chin. Oh. Let's be. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! And a, and, a, and, a, and a currently, in brackets, currently valuable son. Is that is that his thing? <laughs> Ivan Chinsko. Can, he, he gets home and peels the rubber chin off, and it's fucking Pasco underneath. Um, fuck me! It's yeah. The, the other thing is, um, if Penrith had won two of their first three, this story is not an issue. You know? Yeah. Or if South had won one out of their first three. Yeah. The story's yeah. the story's not an issue. Yeah. It's well, uh, yeah, you know, Gus Gould, if nothing else, is yeah, uh, so firmly entrenched in the media and has been for decades and can play it like a you know Yeah. He's a far better player than me. He, I think he was a better coach than he is play, a player in the media, but he's certainly a better player in the media than he was a player on the field. Fucking know he was. <laughs> and and again, this whole thing just just brings to a point the the unprofessional nature of of rugby league identities and rugby league mm-hmm. personalities yep in the fact that no one thinks it's strange that a general manager of football operations is slagging off his his well not even that but can have media commitments who can yeah. commentate on on games here and who can 
um, do that. And and I'm not saying that he can't do it or that he's not good at it. And and I've noticed that Gus goes above and beyond. Throughout, like he wrote a column about how great Robbie Farrer and Benji Marshall are playing. Yeah, that was his column in the Herald today. Yep. Um, and you know he goes almost too far so that no one can ever accuse him of playing for bias. yeah yeah. But but the fact remains, if you're the general manager of football operations, that's your job. Yeah. You know, and and it's not saying that you can't have hobbies and you can't do things you enjoy, but being a media personality, that that to me is questionable. The the problem is is it all depends on the attitude. Or, or what's going on with him in terms of his position at the time, because there's probably when when shit sale when 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 there aren't, aren't any like internal feuds or people being hired behind people's backs and you know, anything like yeah. that's likely to give people the shits. Yeah, there's nothing better than having an, a, a, someone in your club as mm. a media person because you've got this front foot entrenched person that can put a spin on everything. And is, there some, is oh, someone, yeah. you know, through through commentary, just having, just shooting the shit with, you know, you know, uh, Joey Johns or something during a telecast or something, and it's all, and it's this this Trojan horse where, you know, of, of PR where it's not really, yeah. you know, what I mean, like you can slide all this stuff in, but at times like this, then obviously you go, well, you know, obviously it's a terrible fucking. Idea. The other thing that concerns me as a Penrith supporter. Is you know the the cliche is it's it's easy to look from the outside you don't know unless you're there and unless you yeah, see what yeah. we go through a training every yeah. day and you know no one knows how tight this playing group is and yeah. you know that's that's the fucking Robbie Farris special. Uh, <laughs> the the issue I have is that Gus has made it very clear in all of his statements that he now that's is, it ain't my fault. Well, he's pretty much saying you know to paraphrase. Look, Ivan's doing a great job, and uh, we've had some setbacks, but for long season, and uh, I'm just really focused on this massive junior nursery we've got out here, and making sure that we've got the next crop of great young players and coaches, and yeah. and that. And say what you want about Gus Gould, he is an advocate for the game and for players. Yeah, you know, it's he's the one. Um, it's well known that. Unless it would leave the team short, actually short, he'll never say no to a player asking for a release. Yeah. If that, and he's always talking to players about, well, if you can get this money elsewhere and these conditions elsewhere, and you can do that, then you go and do that, and we will not stand in your way. Yep. The cynical part of me says that it's also him just planting people in as many places that owe him favors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who am I? Um. Yeah. It. Look. Here's the thing. The 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 Cleary experiment, the proof will be in the pudding. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's a fucking tired though. And now he's brought all this bus stuff as well. I mean, you can't be having micro sleeps when you're driving a bus. No. I mean, it's like one, th- it's one thing to look tired. You actually can't, you actually can't be driving a bus when the most popular form of travel is, you know, air, which is quicker, more efficient. And, <laughs> yeah, so, let's see how that goes. Well, they're a Sydney-based team, so you know they play the majority of the home and away season in the, in the greater, uh, in in the bussable Sydney area. Let's just say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What other new thing you want to talk about? You had something else you want to talk about? Didn't you? No, not really. There's not a lot that's going on. I was just going to say that I, 
again, I, I think the lack of clickbaity bullshit is to do with the quality of stuff that's coming out of NRL.com. Also, yeah, well, yeah, well, that's that's uh, yeah, that's that's one thing. But I think also a big part of it is that people aren't really giving the the media outlets any salacious fucking stuff to 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 pick up and run with they've, either. They've used up their allocation, and further and and furthermore, the the refereeing, we haven't had a single so far. You know, twenty four games down. Mm-hmm. We haven't had a single incident where people are like, oh my fucking god, that referee has cost this team the game. Yeah, not one. And look, it's only three rounds, but I think overall, I mean, there's it's been a it's been very well refereed. The things they brought in over yes. the off season, you know, I, I, I was fucking due like that whole like you know just the go with the flow and and you know not punish teams the you know like and, and sort of yep. use some discretion in terms yep. of how things are punishment and flowing that's it's fucking worked fantastically well and the thing that i think sets it off is they're again making sure that there's free-flowing attacking footy yep but they're making teams earn their tries the, have you, you've noticed a trend this year on the amount of being sent up as no try, whereas last year yeah. almost all of them were just sent up as try and yeah. they had to be overturned. Um, and and so, some of those are a, li- are a little bit like, you know, but I mean, I've never been one of the, I've never been a person that's complained about the the bunker, in uh, the usage of the bunker in terms mm. of like sending stuff up. He, I would much rather have them check everything. But even the bunker are, you know, making the players earn the try. If there's not the downward pressure there, if they lose possession and don't regain it again, you know they're 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 really saying, well, no, if it's not, it's not, which I think is great. It's a nice balancing act. Yeah, I mean, there's there've been there've been a couple, and you look at them in hindsight, and you go, well, you know, come on, man, you you were fucking right there. You could have you had a good look at that. You could have <laughs> you could have called that one. But um, but I but uh, yeah, as I said, I I am very happy for every fucking try to go up and be reviewed because sometimes yep. you never know. That's it. And uh, sometimes sometimes they look like the most slam dunk thing ever. Yep. The referees go, well, yeah, obviously that was the most slam dunk thing ever. And then you see the and replay. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, and like, and you get some ones like on the weekend where the uh, the Joel Thompson one um, from Manly where it's just like fractionally just, just grounds it like yep. in, inside the dead ball line and things yep. like that. I mean, there's, you know, that shit would be no try any day of the week in, yeah, a, in, exactly. in, a, in a situation where you didn't have that resource yeah. available. So basically referees fucking top, top work so far and uh, watch this weekend. Someone's going to come out and just absolutely fuck something. So Aaron this weekend. <laughs> oh, did he referee last weekend? He was a video referee in the Manly game. I know that, but, um, which is fucking mystifying. I just gave a great <laughs> rap for the fucking Joel Thompson decision, but, um, there's a couple of great fucking decisions. Again, there, the, actually, the other, yeah. <clears throat> maybe this means that people like Beatty really are on the pulse. When you look at now, you know the the bunker decisions are quicker, mm-hmm. and that means there's less looks at it. And I think the less the less amount of times you see it on the TV, the less amount of times the fucking JFK magic bullet detectives have to get out their fucking protractors and draw the lines and, and yeah yeah maybe so maybe so who knows yeah and like it's and you know if they if they're making decisions I haven't really put the time to it or anything like that but you know if they if they're actually making the decisions quicker as well then I guess that's great but yep. I'm also but at the same time I'm not one of the people that really I don't give a fuck really about 
how long they take to come to a decision. I much prefer the, the correct decision to be to be reached. Mm. And if I've got to watch a couple of fucking ads for KFC and stuff, then that's great. I love KFC, and I don't can't really eat it that much anymore. So, you know, it's just like I can, li- you know, it's all it's a treat just to like live vicariously just through imagining eating the KFC. <laughs> yeah, it- it's, it's like internet pornography. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. <laughs> the days of banging trannies are fucking long gone. <laughs> so, so, you know, but, you know, happy to watch it happen. Recaps, kicking off on Thursday night, a wonderful display of football from the St. George Illawarra Dragons, 25 defeating the Broncos, 24 in their home in front of a paltry fucking crowd by their standards of just over 21,000. Um, yeah, fucking Thursday night, okay, go easy. Late night shopping, is that what you're saying? Yeah. They all had to go and buy their, buy their fucking their fucking not cocoa pops from Aldi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of a fucking a German, what a German name for Cocoa Pops could be, but I don't care. Cacao Schlimpopen. <laughs> um, what are we doing now? The Dragons 25, their tries came to McInnes, Pereira, uh, Ravalawa, uh, and uh, Sims. Widdop three or four conversions, a penalty goal, and smooth Corey with the decisive field goal. Broncos 24 came from tries to Oates, Roberts, Glenn, and Jack Bird with Osako four or four conversions. Like, I, I know we fuck around about it and we take the piss and yada, yada, yada. We loves to troll but, fan bases and whatnot. But last week, when the game was more than decided... Milford potted a field goal. Yeah. They're only leading by, what, 18 at the time, yeah. something like now, that, 16? No, that's fine. There's, and there's nothing wrong with that in and of itself. Well, you, it's like the there are almost, three acceptable circumstances. Well, there, there's a scale of acceptability on field goals. The top of the scale is to win a fucking match. Yep. The creamy middle is like when it means jack shit. And you and you stat padding like Milford did, and then the bottom of the scale is when you're two points behind and you, can, <laughs> and you fucking kick. Oh, one. see, I'd, I'd put something in between one and two. That's when. Oh, there's when, probably scales know, in between. When, of when you're six in front and there's five to go, and you make it seven. Yeah, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, but but again, when the game is there to be won, it goes to Osako. But not only does it go to Osako, it goes to Osako when, and he was certainly, it wasn't like he wasn't expecting it, mm. but the pass that they had to deliver to get it to him was so long that it took, you know, it took a bounce and a, and a shit pickup, yeah, which it, basically eradicated all of that spare time that yeah. he needed from standing back to get a shot off. As a result, the shot, oh, well, it wasn't a terrible shot, but it was, yeah, but it was offline. Yep. Um, Seven tackle set. Had a lot of slice on it. Seven tackle set. And then uh, the Dragons had no problem rolling down the field to, to have their crack. And um, Smooth Corey, under far more pressure. Yeah. Got it done. Yeah. Left footed. Yeah. You know? Um, 
I'm not sure. Look, it, it may be have been a genuine game plan, but it, it again, it just it strikes me as odd as it always does. Um, unfortunately, TPJ couldn't back up his stellar performance against the Cowboys the weekend before. Yep. Uh, and while he, yeah, you know, again, he he didn't have a shocker. He wasn't the imposing force that he was the prior week. Yeah. Um, which you know, fuck God, I, I don't know who could have backed up that performance two weeks in a row, but but the other the other important fact that uh, the Broncos fans especially need to understand about this game is that the Broncos had fucking nothing, and all of their points that they scored were fucking given to them on a platter by the Dragons. Yeah. Much like the much like the fucking who else did the Broncos play and they got given all their fucking points as well. Was, round was one, where, round one, yeah. Where Oates took an innocent, an innocent, or yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And um, so yeah, against the Storm, yeah, and uh, and so like whilst it was oh, a close look, game, the, it would have been a, a dra- it would have been a a terrible fucking injustice if they had have pulled this game off. Let's see, yeah, given thing, the the Alex Glenn try was a yeah. nice little kick in behind, um. And and I think that's a very effective play for the Broncos. But you're 100 percent right. It Roberts intercept. Yep. Then we had that Jack Bird try. That was the one that result. That was after they after Widdop. I I would have thought that Widdop was he caught the ball, went to the ground, hand on him. That's to me says that's tackle affected a meter out from the out from the the in goal area. Yes. But then then he they picked up by the arm and essentially while whilst it wasn't the 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 grip and the motion of a of an americana i mean the 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 way that his arm moved and the end result with his fucking shoulder is exactly like a submission like an americana um to then dislodge the ball and you know opportune try and everything like that yeah it that that that's a yeah i'm I'm with you I, i think the tackle was affected on the ground and the thing I'm careful of here, though, is because it's such a horrific injury, mm-hmm. and not only is it potentially ended his season, but also his NRL career because he's fucking going off to England. Yeah, back to how the fuck did he ever be homesick for that place? I don't know. Um, but I'm trying not to let the fact that the injury was so severe cloud what I think of of the action. I don't think it was intentional. I don't think there was any any intent in there. But yeah. Yeah. I don't, do, do we get to the stage where there's, you know, okay, if there's any involved, you know, um, well, it just happened. It, on an arm, it, 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 just, becomes- it just it just happened to be the the ball carry. I mean, he was trying to to you know one on one, force force some shit to happen. So I'm not saying that he went that went out there intentionally to you know to injure no, no, him. But or do we get to the stage where it's okay if there's any to contact sport? I don't think you can get to the stage. But it's the same as we contact the head now. Someone can be falling into a tackle, and if you swing an arm. But there's no, but there there are no legal scenarios where contact to the head is is like acceptable though. Yeah, if you're getting up off the ground, you can rub them in the head. Yeah, but that's not the same as fucking something. It's going to give him a brain injury, is it? That's I mean, like like actual like act, I mean, I'm talking about contact as in like heavy contact to the head. There's no there's no acceptable fucking scenarios when <laughs> Isaiah Yo there is. Well, Isaiah Yo, that rub on the head. That's a, I mean that's that's a foul <laughs> HIO right there. <laughs> um, but you know, dragons they they played they played very well the whole time. I mean, they could have really you know dropped their dropped their shit when when we'd. Have, 
went down for the count. Yep. Uh, you know, at a crucial stage of the game. Yep. Uh, it was a game that they were, you know, pretty much well, well in control of, far better side, and they find themselves tied up. And then almost falling behind, you know, through the you know the other team getting the field goal attempt first, uh, and only through their own um, you know ineptitude. dark ineptitude that they yeah. that they failed. Um, yeah, I, I think. The but dragons. they bounced back. That set was great when they given a second life. The field goal missed. They were yeah. given a second life and a chance at the yeah. game with like probably about a minute left on the clock, and they fucking busted their ass, got down there, and um, gave Corey the the distance it, he needed. It and- also think I think the dragons forwards as compared to the the young Broncos counterparts. Yeah, as the name suggests, they're playing like a pack. They're playing together. They're getting a roll on. Mm-hmm. You know they. There's a big difference when you look at teams who every forward's just sort of there and they're trying to do an individual thing as to the Dragons are really getting behind each other and they're, they're taking the next run based on what happened the one before. So um, they've got some big names to come back into the side. They lose Widdop, but they've got, again, a, a handy, I guess, solution to a problem that had been plaguing them. And what and and now the 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 shuffling solution is not a yeah. I mean now now Dufty yeah, gets his his slot in the, in the one, and it and, means that yeah. okay if we're in the shit, Harbs, you need to learn how to pull us out of it. And no, yeah, they can. Yeah, you know, I haven't looked at the team list for for who they've got this week, but it means that the yeah you know, presumably now they actually have a legitimate yeah. replacement that doesn't require a fucking shuffle of the spine. Exactly, they have a legitimate like, you know like a forward or something that yep. can come on and actually do some work. Um. Okay, what have we got in the tweets? Uh, MKH Comics said, uh, just quietly, Corey Norman looks way more like R. Kelly than Edric does. Hashtag, my mind's telling me goal. And Corey, I mean, and Corey's, uh, yeah, I, I, he's definitely one I can see. I mean, you know, you've got the How Good Is Rugby League video and, and you've got the old, old mate like, doing, doing the liney lines. So, I mean, I can definitely imagine Corey with the, <laughs> I want to pee on you, drip, drip, drip. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> now you're probably fucking now watch on WhatsApp then that's going to turn up now he's going to be <laughs> the next one the next WhatsApp install <laughs> Corey Norman I mean you, you, we're a clungy one next one he'll be pissing on someone um, JR underscore buff I've got more chance of finding Madeline McCann than finding Milford setting up to kick a field goal when the game's on the line Ooh. indeed tell you a fucking pathway to my heart Madeline McCann jokes <laughs> uh. Uh, did Gronkos win this account's obviously manned by someone that we know. I don't know who it is, but I'm I'm certain that we know them. Um, Oi, this week in the league, can we get a one-in-a-row shirt done up for the Broncos fans to wear every other week? Uh, Ryan F., the best. Do you know what I do love, though? Somewhere in the replies to that tweet, yeah, somebody's gone, yeah, just go to the people that made the one-in-a-row one for New South Wales. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I know what he did. It's personal. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ryan F, the best. Broncos, absolutely garbage. A bunch of fluky tries is all they had. More like the hashtag Brisbane ponchos. Hashtag sick burn. <laughs> yeah, no. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Not at all. Jesus Twill magician. Fuck. What a great night for the Dragons. Good win, and the playmaker rotation has worked itself out. Although, also thought it was Uncle Wayne I couldn't stand. Turns out it's just the Broncos I hate. They're just maroon sharks. Hashtag fuck them both. Um, and Giannis underscore Mateus. At the end of the day, Norman took the clunge shot and slotted it right in front of thousands. Where have I heard this before? Yes. The Raiders 17. Tell you what, the yeah. one, one thing yeah. that disappoints me that? is all of these cunt dragons fans I've seen out there. Mm-hmm. First of all, when the whole... JDB thing came out and they're like, we're pretty sure that he raped somebody. (laughs) 
all they wanted to talk about was, uh, oh, can we, can we get some salary cap uh, exemptions uh, for the raping <laughs> and um, might need to sign a new player before the June 30 deadline? <laughs> now, it's uh, our... Our captain and uh, as close as we've had to a club legends fucked himself and, and won't play again. Can we get some salary cap uh, relaxation so we can get a new player before June thirty? <laughs> like you fucking ungrateful cunt. He's saying is they're basically like they're 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 conditioned to welfare. Yeah. Yeah. Looking for a handout. It's fucking horrific. Canberra Raiders seventeen to feed the Knights ten. Down in Canberra, crowd of just a tick over 10,000. Um, the Raiders 17 had a double to nickel clock stat and Sam Williams at the other try. Uh, two or three conversions for Sam for Croker and uh, a field goal for Sam Williams. The Knights 10 tries to Ramian and two dads. Ponga, one of two conversions. Yeah, this one was uh, fairly sloppy all round. With, with both teams sort of you know, bu- building up and then throwing it away. The Raiders, Raiders and Knights, the completion was 69 and 65% respectively. Yeah. Um, and and defence really didn't seem to matter because, you know, run metres were 2289 and 1842. So th- there was really just some 20 to 20 plays. The thing that's probably disturbing and more so for the Knights was that the Knights were... 63 tackles in their opposition's 20 compared to the Raiders' 39. Yeah. And when you've got players of the calibre of Pearson, supposedly Pongi, yep. you know, um, directing your attacking game. It's not enough return on some good you know, good work leading up to it. Yeah, they've that's got some it. camp and, within the yeah. And they're by no means an all star forward pack. You know, they've added no. Clemmer to it and he's given some punch and leadership. Yep. Um I I really thought that the Knights would have cracked them. And fair play to Canberra. You know, their their defence, especially on the goal line, was very, very good. Um every game this year I'm becoming a bigger fan of Bateman. And and I'm now pretty pretty sure that there's not a thing with Bateman in it that I don't like you know started at Teen Wolf 2 and now we're here <laughs> um, but you know, it, Canberra are playing a pretty simple game plan at the moment you know and, and it's working well for them and uh, and yeah and obviously the you know with the team's name this week the uh, the lack of offensive power generated by the Knights in good field position has been recognised or at least they're willing to try something different and get Ponger out of the halves. Yeah. So he can resume uh, his collection of Dalian points, <laughs> presumably. He got three in two games last week, didn't he? <laughs> I don't know which ones was ruined, Sims, judging. Um, Ross Terry, I said, very disappointed. Some good signings, but I had a fear we didn't have enough try scoring in us. I'm afraid I was right. Tim says, new combos and new players 12 months ago. Raiders would have shat the bed and lost it. Two from three with a lot of changes made to the team, and I don't think any Raiders fan would not take that win-loss re- win loss record at this point. Still a lot to go, but positive signs, yes. Um, of course, after three games, you'd take winning two of them. Yeah, old Cavernous Hope. They need to bring punching back, because Bateman needs a good milesing to his forehead. Canberra Stadium has the soul of a toilet bowl after a terrible curry. There were like 40 of us in the Knights Bay and the Newcastle chant was louder than when they did the Viking clap. Yeah, Jay, I, I, I call shenanigans on that. 
Yeah. Ha- Cavernous Hope has proven to be a grumpy old cunt who's pretty much turning into a Bulldogs fan. <laughs> like, how's this? You've gone from being one of the most positive fan groups in the history of fucking sport in this country, who 20,000 plus of them would turn up every week to watch their team get the fucking spoon. Yep. Every yep. fucking week. Yep. And now you're in there calling pot shots like that. Well, fucking go outside and shake yourself, son. And that's a Fuck. fan. And and the fan base is the whole though too. Yeah. Like we've already discussed how they're basically fucking baby sharks at this stage in, on social media yeah. in terms of yeah annoyance. But I mean they're gaining quickly. Yeah. The fucking the, the apprentice is, is is well on well on track to become the master. Jesus Christ. I mean if you know if if the skill you're trying to master is being a shit cunt on the internet. Yeah. Um, it's it's like going to a prostitute. You, you know, you do pretty much the same stuff, but you've actually got nothing to show for it afterwards. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jay, so it wasn't the best quality game, but three of our new recruits stood up. My dick is red raw after watching Johnny Master Bateman again. Dude is pale but sexual. <laughs> TikTok was safe as houses and quality and attack. Even Daniel Alvaro the second, Ryan Sutton stood up. <laughs> Kalen, who? Uh, old, old mate uh. Solzy. Story time with Solzy. So I watched this game at Hornsby RSL, and after the game, I had to take a dump. So I'm in the stall, and dead set, homeboy next to me has a fall, and his boot comes halfway into my stall. A puddle of piss starts to pool on the floor, and I clear out, but ask if old mate's all right. He comes out of the stool, piss all over him, limps to the bar, buys another drink. Sir, you may not have gone to the emergency room, but you're falling off a toilet story tops mine. Also, something about the Raiders winning. I enjoyed that. (laughs) The Roosters 32... Put the eels back where they belong. It's fucking losers, 18. ANZ Stadium, crowd of just under 13,500 in attendance. And the Roosters 32, a double to hot sauce. Uh, Orbison, Radley and uh, SST also with tries. Latrell Mitchell with four or five conversions and a couple of penalty goals. The Eels 18 came from a try to Blake Ferguson, a double to Sivo, and three of three conversions to Mitchell Moses. Yeah, they covered their uh, their injuries pretty well, the old Roosters. Yep, they so did. You you take another team and dump their hooker, dump their, their half and, and dump their, their most prominent forward or one of their most prominent forwards and then throw them up against a, a team that's on a form streak like the Eels. And I don't think they handle it like the Roosters do. They, to the Eels' credit, <clears throat> for, they, they hung in there for, for a long probably time. 65 yeah. minutes. Yep. They were legitimately going toe-to-toe with the defending premiers. And so coming out of this game, even losing it the way they did, I think that there are a lot of good things that the playing group as a whole will take out of the game. Um, and, you know, it's like you, you've said plenty of times, streaks are built on confidence. And, and I think that the Eels players have plenty of that at the moment. For the Roosters, Kiri just keeps getting better and better and better. And I don't mind their replacements for friend and dummy half. You know, friend <clears throat> friend in and of himself, I don't think is, is massively crucial to that team. Obviously, his experience is, but um, the, the way that they can reshuffle and really not lose a step, yeah. uh, I, I think just bodes well for the cohesion of the team. Uh, and that's a good thing ongoing for them. Throwing at the fact that you've got players of the calibre of Teddy who can just sort of come in and go, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to score tonight. Yep. Uh, 
that marks for a good season as well. There's a good comeback try over the top of um the first one uh, over over the top of Ferguson as well after Ferguson yeah. had scored her, you know his yeah, revenge try. Um, not a lot of commentary on this game. Um, as far as as far as the uh, the socials, did you have anything else to add to it? No. Well, um, no fans of either club. So yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, the the the, the poultry crowd in a in a cavernous uh, cavernous stadium. Not even Tim McIntyre wanted to comment on it. No, no, and I mean, it's both of his teams, his first and second team. Yeah, you know, and, and it's, it's arguable which is you know which team is in is That's which it. in that order. But it's, it's called the attempted comedy charity shield. Yeah, and uh, Alpha BNRL said, uh, thank God, what a game, but Hot Sauce woke up. Great game, and Para looked good, but we clicked tonight. Kiri, Teddy, and even Letters didn't give away a million penalties. Letters was fucking on fire, especially in the first half. I mean, he was he was the go forward. Um, oh, here we go. Fucking time to get the pants off and get sexual with the manly, mighty manly Seagulls. 46, defeating the Warriors. 12 in Christchurch. Crowd of uh, 11,774. In attendance, which I, I'm not sure what the capacity of that place was. Far more though, because they've got a fucking rugby franchise <laughs> that uh, has a nice stadium. Yeah, there's forty yeah, um, odd people that couldn't. Well, there's fifty. Yeah, I mean, it was fifty less than expected there. But um, the the Seagulls <laughs> forty six double to Tommy Turbo, double to DCE, uh, Thompson, Fainu, Tafua, and Garrick also with tries. Uh, six of eight conversions for Cherry. Just, and before, you, before you go on about this. I was going to say who scored the points for the teams. Is that cool? Or? Yeah, but A. Yes. I think it's a little bit off that Manly went to a Catholic school to find the kids to run out with, considering what's going on. Uh, and Once B, again. I'd just like you to temper your uh, review of the game with the fact that you've got a Warriors team mm-hmm. that are dealing with the most tragic event, two individuals, in the history of that country since they realised that they weren't, you know, at about seven or eight, they realised they weren't just another state of Australia. They were, they were a completely separate thing. That's the most individually traumatic thing that happened to those people and their minds were everywhere but on a game of rugby league. But talk about how good man they were. I would have thought that the, the most tragic thing that's ever happened to them as a nation was when the Iroh brothers and Matthew Ridge retired and uh, and Craig Innes and they and they didn't have a team the quality of Manly to support any longer, but and they just came over and reminded them. But no, right when they needed right when they needed to pick me up. Talk about how good Manly were. I fucking believe me, I will. Believe me, I will. They, they weren't, but they they were fucking incredible. No, they weren't. Yes, they fucking. They weren't. You didn't even watch the game, man. I'm telling you, they weren't incredible. The go forward was fucking amazing. Or I dare say, I mean. I, I almost think that that Fanua Blake is actually like a is is the number one prop there over the top of Tapao now because I mean Tapao he, he was he was good but Fanua Blake has always has always got this he's always wanting to th- you know pop a, a good offload and it's very rarely when anyone's fucking trailing through to find it now we get Tommy Turbo there he's there to grab it jags two tries from it. Sets another two up for Cherry Evans, who's fucking like, I mean, obviously, yeah, he's a million dollar man, I mean, but he's worth two when, when he's got Tommy Turbo on the side with him. Um, defense was good, especially given the fucking lack of quality of our back line defend, de- defending against the like the try scoring fucking machines that the Warriors bring to the table. Yeah, but they, they and none of them could fucking and none of them could muster. I mean, one of the tries they got was was off a, a very good offload from Adam Blair uh, for Isaac Luke. 
and they and otherwise they they barely fight. The other one was off a fucking you know lucky situation yeah. with a kick. They, they were defending a team of people that just you know, had bigger things in the world on their mind. Than I a dare game say, of rugby league. they were so motivated to chalk up a win for their country and for the city of Christchurch, but. Manly came in. They were, they were they were fucking having it. Dare I say that Manly took the responsibility of this being a home game for them so seriously that they defended Christchurch to a man. And this time, it wasn't a massacre for the home team, and they actually repelled the invading warriors. And not only that, decisively, as decisively. I mean, I think it's I think in the home and away tie now. I mean, I think we're gonna you know if it comes down to, it comes down to away goals. I, I think the, I think the tie is fucking <laughs> it's been evened up now. Um, so okay, TLDR: Manly are flat track bullies, and we'll finish Spooners. That's absolutely not going to happen. Manly are in the eight, and the Panthers are third last. And which we're going to get to next, the oh, Retardovich brothers, Tommy Turbo. Absolute fucking god! Just the confidence he brings. I'm on the record on this show saying that the season doesn't start until Tommy Turbo comes back from injury. And look what fucking happened! He comes back. Did and you they see? Go, Boom, they're did in you the see eight. when they got him on the Matty John show? No, I don't watch rugby league media. What are you fucking talking about? The, no, it was a. Did oh, someone put it in the um, Facebook group? Yeah, I know. I don't, I don't watch rugby league media, man. Well, they dressed someone up to look like an old, like, crazy manly fan, and he's his brother. <laughs> Like the the fucking oh no I, I know what you're talking about but I don't know what happened I didn't see it or anything like, I don't know what it is picked it almost straight away and fucking effort face just had no idea and so they've g'd him up Jake's given them the keys to his van and he's gone into like and got in the back seat and when they've gone to leave the promo event they're sitting in there and the old mate that's been pestering them all day says g'day Tommy from the back seat and the fucking look on his face he is the biggest bitch in the entire fucking NRL because even when his brother's there cacking up laughing at him this scared little fucking George Pell victim look on his face it's absolutely priceless you know Um, what and means that any appreciation you have for him as a staff record label and as a motherfucking crew is just entirely pitiful absolutely tremendous player and what he does outside of fucking the 80 minutes on the field, couldn't give a fuck. Keep winning me games. Do what you want. Just fucking win. And that goes for every scenario of every fucking player, incidentally. <laughs> Do what you want in your own time. If you're fucking busy playing Fortnite and fucking someone's telling you dinner's ready, <laughs> get that fucking victory or else, son. Just win. Paul Mac underscore 78. Fucking Aussies coming over to Christchurch committing massacres. I just put that one in there because there were a lot of people skirting it, but only Paul Mac. He said it, yeah. Only Paul Mac come out with it. Not, and not only did he come out with it, he come out with it first before people started sort of working around it. Uh, Alphabet RL. Safe to say, I wasn't expecting that. Old giraffe neck and effort face put on a right show. Wow. Warriors defense, useless. Dalsim entertained briefly with a few good teleports. Yeah, only really the one, though. And then he got mowed down by like someone like Suli or something who should never on their best day fucking mowed him down. Uh, Lynch Shields, the team of destiny. Tommy on fire. Young Ruben looking good. Suli and Fainu also. Fucking, I'm loving Fainu's fucking work at the moment. I mean, Appy was good this week as well, but 
phone who definitely it's it's one of those ones where like there are some hookers where you're like never should there be a, a rotation like just fucking leave them on the whole time because yeah you know they, they they're so they're so crucial what they do that the team is not the same without them yep but those ones that come in and just and actually give the team a lift or like a different look Fucking great. Yep. Um, Ryan's uh, proved we're a contender for the April Premiership, minor Premiership, and actual Premiership after this performance, assuming we don't have any more injuries, that is. Word, son. Uh, <laughs> Levius. The Mackay suicide rate is second highest in Australia. I'm thinking about contributing that to try and get us to number one after <laughs> that fucking performance. <laughs> the Sharks 42 defeat the Cowboys 16 at 1,300 teeth. Crowd of just over an 11,500. It's kind of low for those guys, right? Um, the Sharks, 42. A double to Townsend. A double to Morris J. Uh, Nakora, Dugan, and Braley also scored tries with uh, seven of seven conversions for Sean Johnson. The Cowboys, 16, tries to McLean, Tamari Martin, and Gavin Cooper. Kahu, two of three conversions. Yeah, rough old night at the office for the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Whilst I would not have expected them to lose this heavily, uh, this is, I guess, one of the first times in a while that we've seen the Cowboys with zero JTs. Yes. It used to be that one JT was uh, enough to cripple the side, but uh, to have no JTs... But let's be frank, JT Mm 2.0 hasn't been thought of as as crucial for the Cowboys' success as OG JT... Till till round one this year. Well, I mean, he's always. I mean, he's yeah, he's been important, but not very, very, very important. Um, uh, it's always been that when he goes, they still had and still fucking do. I mean, he kind of car- remember he carried him to a, a fucking grand final essentially without one JT. Uh, look, my memory might be wrong. I remember him but beasting feel- the fucking last thirty minutes of every game they played in the run. Yeah, but I, the- I feel that was more Morgan. That it at least got the credit for orchestrating that, hmm. rather than. But um, it it's the fact that they still have either very recently retired or current representative forwards. You know? Yeah, they've also got some fucking warm bodies there at best. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Okay, Matt Scott. Yeah, I know they're forward. They're forward. They're forwards are good. Yeah. But in the back, and, mm. and warm bodies and fucking empty heads. <laughs> Did you see the um, the try where uh, Tamari Martin mm-hmm. had a ball going through, and for all money, anyone would have thought that it was going to go dead, and then all of a sudden, from fucking out of nowhere, what's his name, fucking come through and score the try. Yep. You watch the vision of that, and fucking Javid Bowen is behind him, Watching the sharks run on, <laughs> and there's no call. And, yeah, they, there's uh, no communication. Yeah. Yep. There is, and Tamari Martin's got his back to them. Like yep. he can hear them coming, and he's obviously banking on it going dead. That's it. Yeah. You know, but surely you have a call. Surely, Urgently. Surely you yep. have a fucking call. That means they're on you, knock it dead or kill yep. it. Yep. It. Yep. Yeah. You know? Um, and little things like that are, to me, very worrying about the Cowboys. Um, I thought Braley was very good for the Sharks. You know, he's just, he's just improving week on week. And 
for the Sharks to come out and score, what was it five tries in 25 minutes, I think it was? Yeah. They've, they're not that team. No, which is which I, I yeah, and I and I don't think we're going to see the cows, the sorry, the the sharks be that team. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, it was, may not happen again. It, it was season. more about yeah, it was more about the the cowboys and what they let through, rather than than what the sharks did. But uh, I had to laugh though. They had that old mate there in the fucking tunnel, by the tunnel with the sign with saying the sign, gallon, yeah. like you know two more two more losses that's or whatever. It, yeah, and um, I mean when you're doing that shit, mate, you for starters. Why? Why? It, it was. It wasn't going to happen at your game. Like you might have got the win that game. Like the Cowboys may have won that game. Yeah. It's still only. He's still got another one to go. So that's when you want to have the gloating celebratory. But you know, you want to have it yeah, ready well, okay. if, for, if li- it happens at the time. If you live in fucking Townsville, you're not going to travel on suspicion, are you? No, that's what I mean. So, so fucking leave, your- leave it at home. Save yourself the fucking three days it took you to to spell it and look it up and everything. <laughs> <laughs> you tell us fucking hick <laughs> just in fucking an hour and a half in the queue at Centrelink to get the funding to go to TAFE to learn how to spell and I mean maybe he was just trying maybe maybe that he was just trying to start some shit that would, that would get him installed as, as Gallon's next boxing opponent or something I in, don't know try my, and get a bit of a payday be the next fucking can for, for, for Gallon to crush in my head I'm just picturing, in his make believe boxing fucking a, career a montage of that cunt <laughs> you know he's <laughs> He's there and he's got the run spot run book. <laughs> Graduates. To- <laughs> oh, oh, where are we? Devonhead. Can't spell North Queensland jabroni cunts without the letters J and T. Okay. Factually correct. Kiri says, as a, as a Cows fan, that game made, made me want to walk slowly into the Brisbane brown snake and end it all. What a fucking disaster. Thank God for the Titans. <laughs> um, Troy. I'm not sure what was worse to watch. The way the Cowboys played, or, or Ben Dunn, 43, beating himself senseless all second half. It was no co- coincidence that the Sharks scored plenty of points as soon as Gal pulled a hardledge. But fuck me, that was painful to watch as a Cowboys fan. Yes. And then Ben comes back and says, I've finally come out of my masturbatory coma. And I'd just like to say that despite crippling adversity, in brackets, injuries to Gal and Moiser, the cream rose to the top. What a club, what a team, what a win. Up, up, bags of dicks for all. And uh, the final word goes to Clevo. Cronulla just need a win against the hapless Broncos to take the scalp of every Queensland team before winter. We will expel all Queenslanders with a bag of dicks on their way out and rename it Elite Land. (laughs) (laughs) The Storm, 32. Absolutely fucking punished. Cucked the Penrith Panthers, too. In their uh, in their pseudo pseudo second home of uh, Bathurst in front of a crowd of under 11,000. Storms 32 tries to Munster, Croft, Addo Carr, Seve, uh, and Jesse Bromwich. Camp Smith, four of four conversions and two penalty goals. The Panthers, two, came to a James Maloney penalty goal. I'll tell you what. Briefly match leading penalty goal, wasn't it? You want an example oh. of, off, of how this Piss stuff's off, done. <laughs> Go. Sorry. I think still fucking flying around What's there that too. From? Is that a flight of the Concords thing? No. no. Go. Are there any anchor? Um, you know what it is. Stop your fucking hate. No, I don't. Proceed. What is it? What is what? What's piss off moth from? It's from nothing, motherfucker. Okay. It's from me trying to fucking kill that moth that just flew past. Fucking <laughs> <hell>. <laughs> Um... 
an example of my fucking homie with an extra chromie. (laughs) (laughs) When you start to doubt, you've got that one. Um, That's a real hashtag. Look it up. (laughs) Souls are (laughs) non-refundable. An example of how a fucking player comes through and is transitioned into a a fucking superstar. You know, one thing with Melbourne, Mm -hmm. Melbourne have never, ever, ever had a next big thing. Melbourne have never had... You know, with with all the players they've lost, and that's well, they haven't had the next best thing in that position coming through or whatever. Yeah, I yeah. mean, they've, they've had uh, what they have done is they've managed to to groom uh, quality backstop replacements in yep. the positions. But exactly. yeah, I mean, but over multiple seasons. Yeah, you know, Cameron Munster two years ago, three years ago, was nowhere near the Munster you have today in ability, in confidence, in in yep. how he can read a game. Yeah. That's all been learned. Yeah. But even Cameron Munster of two years ago wasn't, oh, the the next big thing in the air to the this and the this and the yep. this and the future leader of, of the storm. It was, well, he's, he's Cameron Munster and he's there and he-, he And he's going to replace, you know, whoever leaves and, yeah. Yeah. Um, you flip that around and we're in a situation at the moment where we've got a, a young kid coming through who's, oh, he's- He's the next big thing, and he's this, and he's that, and he's amazing, and he's a superstar, and he's worth a million dollars, and yeah, you know, fucking earn it, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, and like they've they've certainly been blessed in the sense that um, the staggering of the succession plans required, you know, over a period of year, a couple of years, uh, with the you know you know losing Cronk one year yep. and then you know, then losing Slater, but also the fact that. They had some decent injuries to Slater as well, yep. which gave a lot of first grade time to your monsters. Yeah, to give them the chance to actually, yep. you know, develop into solid first graders, not just yep. in the position that they're ultimately going to succeed yep. into. But you look at that Penrith performance, and you know, fuck, I've had some. You know, the old mate said it was hard as a Cowboys fan, and yeah, yeah. there's been some some losses this week, but but that game to me. Looked like no one was really there for any of their other teammates. There really didn't seem to me to be any anyone that was, and and I'm not saying that they weren't doing this because that's a kind of a thing to say that no one cares about their teammates. That, yeah. That's about the worst thing you can say. I'm saying it didn't appear in the efforts. Yeah, because obviously they do. But exactly, yeah. exactly. And I'd like to preface this with, I understand full well, that it's a fucking hard thing to do. Like, you know, whatever you do for a living, whatever it is, if you're a fucking bricklayer or a brain surgeon or anything that's, you know, takes fucking concentration, go out and fucking run 10 kilometers and then come back and try and do your job. It's fucking hard. Rugby league's hard. You're asked to do things under mental fatigue, physical fatigue by getting fucking smashed by cunts three times your size, you know? It's hard. Yeah. But it doesn't mean it's complex. Yeah. And what seems to be lacking in the Panthers at the moment is that very simple game plan. It just seems to be that whenever we get the ball, 
okay, who's got the ball? They're going to try and do something. And, oh, fuck, no, that didn't work. Okay, so let's go here. Who's got the ball? Yep, okay, they're going to try and do something. There's none of that, well, okay. You six guys there, it's your job to roll on and get us as far up. And if you can do that, I'm going to kick the ball into this corner. And then if I kick the ball into that corner, then these two blokes on this side are going to run like fuck and chase the cunt that's got it, and we're going to pin him down there. Like, the, in essence... What you've been asking for for, like, three last three years, you know, generally speaking... Generally speaking. Especially the weekend, like, the week after losses. Yeah. Where there's been an abs- total fucking absence of any ability to... Of of what's what seems to be a lack of looking at an eighty minute game as a whole eighty minute game and yep. not just as a series of opportunities to to Score do something. Right. Every, yeah, yep. that's it. Um, you know the 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 back line of the Panthers at the moment are absolutely shot on confidence mm-hmm. because they're playing in, in in a situation where they are literally running into brick walls. You know. The NRL these days is good enough that playing the style of football where you're basically relying um, on a mistake by the opposition is not sustainable. I said it last week, putting up these midfield bombs and yes, they're high and they swirl and they're pretty, yay, fantastic. That That's great, but it's such a low payoff. It is such a low fucking payoff. I'd even prefer to go back to the, the year before when fucking Griffin Ball had us running the ball on the fifth every time in, instead of putting fucking kicks in. But there's really no urgency in attack. No one's making defences ask any questions of them, and especially a team like Melbourne, who will adjust to what you're doing because they've read it so fucking well and they've prepared so fucking well on it. Again, it's 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 not difficult, but you need to put the defensive player in two minds. And when all that's happening is shuffle, shuffle, run, no one's having any problem with that. So the, the only way forward that I see, and fuck God knows, again, I'm I'm not a coach and no no one you're as qualified as the guys out there, but fuck shit needs to get simple very quick. Very, very quick. And I would be putting everyone in that team on notice that a potential future in Reggie's awaits you. you Um, And I'm talking everyone, you know, uh, club favourite and hero and fucking loyal servant Josh Mansour. You know what? Fucking earn your paychecks. It's yeah, but I mean, like the burden of fucking creativity and everything doesn't. I mean, oh, Josh no, no, Mansell's job is very simple. I mean, he can go yeah. back and catch a ball that's come his way and yep. and run it back with gusto and and you know try and deliver some fucking meters yep. on which to build a platform for the next. Set. I just used him as an example because he yeah. to me would be the safest player in that squad. And saying put everyone in the yeah. squad on notice. But I mean, you know who could be the safest. I mean, as as through through time immemorial, through junior sports and onwards, fucking up. the person who's whose fucking father's a fucking coach, yeah. they tend to be pretty damn safe. That would be the one. I, I mean, like as a whole, the team look like you know they're. It's like you know we've got you got a bunch of kids 
that have like all year been dropping massive hints for Christmas. Yeah. They want a fucking PlayStation. Yeah. They come to Christmas, and- the box is there, looks like a PlayStation box. They unwrap it. And it's a fucking it's a fucking Xbox. The disappointment. They thought they were getting a fucking Wayne Bennett, and then they come yeah. on Christmas Day and they get fucking Ivan Cleary. They get their mate's dad, and uh, and and they're putting in commensurate to that not that that lack of met expectation. Yeah, okay, fair enough. From uh, from Santa Gould. Um, but you know, again, there's there's things like when I think was it yeah it was game one or two when when Jerome Luai was in the squad yeah and he came on and played a bit of hooker. The team looked completely different because he brought an energy and an excitement to it. You know, um, uh, our, our dummy halves at the moment are, are killing us as well. It's it's just slow and and non precise service. So there's plenty of work to do. Again, the season's a long time, um, but our forwards especially need to get a bit of fucking mongrel around them. And it's just, and it's just tough. To, I mean, like you said, it's very, it's very early in the season. But I think almost every club now. I'm just trying to think based on the results and everything. You know, Titans arguable, but I mean, they did have like a you know a good end to the game. Yep. But like every club has had something where you've gone, oh, okay, I can fucking see where the I that's can it. See, I can see the light at the end. I can see the light at yep. the end of the tunnel. Penrith have not regressed or progressed at all. Yeah, at no. all. I mean, like that. You know, the scoreline was it was a regression. But I mean that. But you know that win against the Knights wasn't. No, it wasn't amazing. golden. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it wasn't. It wasn't like a, a, a sign of things to come or a light yeah. at the end of the tunnel. And then they follow it up with this one, which just amplifies that even more. And, and going going into a match where the other team is going to be out for blood. Yep. Yep, but we'll get to that. Uh, Devon Head, Penrith only five tries in three games and none by a back. Hashtag good stats. Mm. You know what we have none of? That? Rapes. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, but why you didn't have rapes? I mean, you know, there was there was the the, the emotional rape of of distributing videos. That you know. Rape the soul, if not the vagine, <laughs> of of said rat bags. Look, that video wouldn't have even made it onto E fucked. Okay, you want to talk about raping souls? Well, yeah, I mean, like they actually have videos of of literally people raping souls. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and often the soul of the viewer. That's it. <laughs> the real TK sixteen. Because Lord knows there's a bunch of fake ones, <laughs> bunch of fake TK sixteens. Um, so we sacked Griffin because Cleary's a better coach, and we haven't scored a try in seventy two minutes. Fuck! I hope that fat fuck Ghoul knows what he's doing. <laughs> Hashtag bring back the riff. Well, I'll tell you Hashtag what. Hashtag cunts fucked. Hashtag Cam's fault. <laughs> it, it find that one. Bring back the riff though. That's a, I like that. It's good. It, it fucking appears that Gus does know what he's doing. <laughs> the issue is that he was fucking vetoed. Yeah, the, th- the thing about the gussing is like there's there's no way you can read that and go, well that'll fucking fire the boys up for a big one against his ex club this yeah, week. Yeah, it, it's it's it, there's really there's nothing motivational about it at all. It's the, more like the thing that worries me, and this and this is especially with you know young young men in general, is their capacity for passive aggressive sabotaging mm-hmm. in situations they don't like. Yeah. 
So if they don't like anything about what Ivan's doing, yep. it's fucking tanking for draft picks and all of a sudden it's his fault. And he's going to start looking very fucking tired yeah, very quickly. That's it. Yep. The uh, Bulldogs, 22, defeat the West Tigers, 8, out at Campbelltown. Just over 15,000 in attendance. None of them fucking the uh, city-dwelling Balmain faction, I'm sure, as you've previously said. No, yeah, it's it's just like actual inner-city people, these fucking Tigers fans. Like, yeah. like they're there in their, you know... Um, Fucking bougie, look at me, fucking wanky, driving fucking diesel Volkswagen <laughs> things is like an iconic thing because, you know, it's the modern combi, man. Um, but their fucking club's broke and being propped up by the actual blue-collar working dollars of the western suburbs, you know, or they toddle off with their fucking keep cups that you know they actually carved themselves out of the tree of a fucking Mohican rainforest while they were there on a spirit quest to find themselves <laughs> fucking cockheads <laughs> the uh, dogs 22 came from tries to Smith four and Napa and uh, Adam Elliott Reese Martin with three or four conversions and uh, the Tigers uh, tries to Fanua and Garner with uh, two fairly easy misses to uh Sun Masters. Fucking love a goal kicking forward. I'll tell you what, after the off season, I didn't realise how good it would be to see fucking big puppy get over the strike. <laughs> 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 Especially when it was you know, uh you know, not a crucial it gave them a crucial buffer. Yes. Uh which was which was uh, fantastic to see. Yes. Wow, the Tigers just totally did not show up. I mean, the Bulldogs did ring in some changes, but be that as it may, that can't be all that it is attributed to. I mean, Kieran Foran fucking wound back the clock like he was in a manly jersey. Yeah. Defended like a, like he was. He played well until he was fucked. Yeah. But even after he was fucked, he was still you know he was targeted. Yeah. For being fucked. Yeah. And he still manfully defended and the point to the point where he's out for like three months now. Yeah. But yet he remained on for the game, defended. It's, it is interesting. And, you know, I've got in my notes here, um, and this was you know, obviously written before the, the news came out. Yeah. But my big concern was that at every stoppage, a different part of him was visibly <laughs> Busted, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Um, the thing is, it it's never going to get you to a, a Roosters or a Storm level. Yeah. But I think the changes are all that did it. And, oh, look, uh, what's his... They, they came out, um, he said that, oh, look, uh, my coaching contract being finalised, not being yep. extended for 12 months, that stopped a lot of uncertainty and let us focus on footy. I don't know if that's true or not. That's probably, that's but, probably, that's, that's probably true, but, I mean, how that that extension would, would no doubt have a, an escape clause, clause if yeah. they lost another six games in a row. But... By heavy margins. But I think the enthusiasm that comes with those young players getting yep. their shot. Yep. It's not going to take them to a Melbourne Storm level, but it's going to take them from what the Bulldogs were to what the Bulldogs showed on the weekend. You know? Um, fucking hurt me to see CHN playing like he did. Because yeah, was that was great. exactly the sort of play that he was running at Penrith. Yep. And it was exactly his job was to be a better Bryce Cartwright. 
Yep. <laughs> in, in to be out there on that edge, terrorizing people, forcing people to go low on him, which leaves his arms free. To pop the you, up. You've got a half backing up who then offloads to a, a forward running up the middle. At, yep. Like the, that was a, a yep. Penrith play from last year. Young Ockenbore, the fucking Idris clone. Yeah. Look at. I saw a lot of people ragging him on social media that he he bombed a try and this and he did, but I mean, here's you the know. thing: I'm not I'm not so I'd, I've seen bombs, right? Yeah, he didn't bomb the try, but I mean, it was it was uh, it was a very good opportunity. Yeah. They, they, did they still they still scored pretty they, much they straight after round, didn't play. they? Yeah, or, yeah, or play after that. Yeah, but in a young player, yeah, I would much prefer the vision to go and not the fucking rush of blood to the head. Yeah. Because there was a Tigers player coming up in defense and they weren't trying to chase him down. They knew that he was going to pass and they were looking to cut the pass off. Yeah. Yeah, I still I mean it was still it was still on. Um, uh, it was, yeah, well and truly, yeah. but um but I'm saying but I mean I, I, I wouldn't you couldn't classify it as a bomb though that's if it. if they scored straight after anyway and Well, I I I prefer that young player to have the sensibility to go, "No, we've still got tackles." Let's just keep this one safe and not do anything fucking stupid. Yep. Um, but a fantastic game by him. The dogs forwards also stood up as well. You know, yep. the, the thing that that's really useful, and especially you know, this year, is just when they've got that little bit of footwork at the line. Yep. And they can get through and effectively just make sure that the contact on them side on, not front on. That way they're landing on their guts and they can just get straight up and play the ball. And that's how the dogs were starting their rolling. Like, it's not fucking difficult. Um, and it really did come down to the Tigers, you know, wasting their opportunities with the breeze. So there was a fucking massive wind that the dogs took full advantage of in the first half. Yep. And then the Tigers came out in the second half and... Yeah, I had the opportunity to do what the dogs did. You know, they've, they've got a massive advantage. The dogs have got a, a hampering with territory. But the Tigers The Tigers didn't. have shown in the week weeks one and two that, you know, kicking for field position mm. and, you know, repeat sets and all that sort of thing yeah. is a feature of the game. That's it. You know, presumably this year. But then when, when they had, like, there were times that they'd, they pinned the Tigers at the 40 and then with the breeze, they were starting sets on their own 40. Yeah. But tackle two, they were knocking on... Or, yep. or giving away penalties to the dogs early in the count. It was just yep. it was a, a sloppy game. And fucking didn't they get a all-time Maguire spray yeah. after yep. the game? The, the, the burning out process has already started. Hell. <laughs> in week three. Um, a lot of injuries as well. I have to look at the team list so I haven't seen them. It looked like... Both sides look like, you know, they looked fucked in the game. I mean, it was like, you know, the doggies pretty much lost the bench. Yeah, you know, yeah, in in that game. So, which also, you know, considering the way that they dropped off in the middle forty minutes of every, of the first two games of the season, uh, they certainly fixed that well yep. and truly. Um, where are we? Little Buffalo, uh, West Tigers suffering from a serious case of vertigo. Mm. Oh, one-eyed tiger. Going to grab me a Mars bar from the freezer and my belt from the wardrobe and just let nature take its course. <laughs> um, biggest, uh, meh, we've played worse. Obviously, winning's better than losing, but I'm not worried. Rugby League's still one of my favourite things in the world. 
too wholesome. Um, Trotters threw out a like a an alternate version of Eye of the Tiger, but I'm not going to sing it. And yeah, you know why? And also trying to read it through, it, it doesn't as, work. As someone as someone who's written a lot of songs in his life and performed more. Just the spacing on the phrasing is it's just wrong. Like for doing like a cover, it's like it's just the, the yeah. syllables are wrong and things like that. I mean, you're the fucking Gareth Widdop of writing songs. Like by all means, go and check it out. It's it's fav- we favoured it on Twitter, so you can go and see it. Um, yeah, and it, it banged a little bit, but um, I should just point out we're directing you there to go and look at it and laugh at it, not <laughs> not because it's good. GT three fifty one underscore Johnson. We've got to give him the floor to finish this one. Good effort by the lads today. Great to get a win. Much better enthusiasm and passion from the team today. Glad they showed pride in the blue and white. Well done, doggies. Hashtag proud. Let's see, though. I also did want to give a a little shout out to fucking unsung Aussie Jag, who did tweet in just a gif of a dude high-fiving a bulldog, (laughs) which is awesome. (laughs) Which is, I mean, like, uh, uh, has has he been sitting on that gif for how long? Three seasons. Is is it his bulldog? I mean, has he just been training it like like the like the guy in 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 Great Britain or whatever who who taught his pug to do the the cigar thing? Yes. Yeah, the Nazis. I mean, teaching his bulldog to do high fives, just waiting for you know. But but yeah, as one who I I would suggest is my favourite doggies fan of all the Tool Nation. Yeah. That's uh, that that was a good win for him to have. It was and a good gift to celebrate with. The uh, round finished off by the Rabbits, twenty eight defeating the Titans twenty at ANZ. Just over ten thousand in attendance. The Rabbits had a double to Graham, uh, Corey Allen, Ethan Lowe also with tries. Reynolds three or four conversions and three of four penalty goals. Titans twenty a double to Brian Kelly, uh, Copley and Don also with tries and Flash two of four conversions. It did make Unky Wayne very happy, but the Rabbits' 40 minutes was better than the Titans' 80. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. What? And it, and it's not the worst thing in the world, I think, if to have every every sixth half of football that you play not going your way, you yeah. know, where, and, and when you don't expect it to, to go poorly. Yeah, that's it. Just, I mean, wake-up calls, that, that's a, probably a fair, fair space for wake-up calls. Yep. Um, let's hope they're not working up too much, yeah, because they'll need to be still sound asleep this weekend. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, look, you know, credit credit to the Titans for hanging in there. I guess. I mean, I I really feel like it was more down to rabbits just clocking up a yes a nice little total and then yeah. sort of nodding off at the end there a bit. But um, yeah. you know, I guess the, you know, the Titans are and kind of there. I feel the Titans are then. They're the team, and fuck, what's the Titans script for ever been? All the heart in the world, all the intent, shit execution. Yeah. You know? The, no, nothing's changed. They're, they're not the team that's going to lay down and, and let anyone run over them, but um, yeah, they, they were never going to beat that Rabbits team. Honestly, I, I, I wasn't... I, I wasn't massively enamoured with this game, to be perfectly honest. Just from an origin point of view, I'm I'm really enjoying watching Reynolds. Um, yeah. No, yeah. Well, considering the current origin, yeah, the the, the defending origin halves, I I'm not gonna Kieran Reynolds. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm uh, you know massive for loyalty, and it is early on, but fuck me, the. Not really showing anything no. <laughs> over there Kiri at the moment, Reynolds. but Kiri, I mean, certainly Kiri for a fact has has to be there. And Reynolds, 
you know, I'm I'm very happy. I mean, if he can get and to Origin without getting injured, which hard. is a big fucking if, if yeah, then I'm I'm very happy to have him there too at the moment. Yep. Um, the uh, John says the Titans learning to play without Ash Taylor and Tyrone Roberts. Unfortunately, for whatever fans they have in brackets, the doggies win today. Sees the Titans become spoon favourites. Norts, Titans are without a doubt the stupidest footy team going around. No idea in attack. An under-sevens team could defend better. A two- or three-man overlap on the wings is fucking unbelievable. Dress like a seat day will be in full swing next home game. Fucking hell, Norts. Supergrove, a lot closer than I expected. Jax needs to put on his big boy pants and take more control. A nine-to-one penalty count makes it bloody hard, too. Uh, the magician said, uh, "Rabbit's excellent discipline. Last few games against the Titans have always been tight affairs. We tend to struggle against teams that make it up as they go along. Offloads kill us, and uh, Hammers much better from the Titans. Still a steaming pile of shit, but much better." This week, Thursday night, we start off with the Broncos taking on the Roosters at the SCG. What have we got changes here? Kronk apparently will return and play this week. Mm-hmm. So that moves Kiri to 5'8". Um, Latrell in the centre, Orbis in the second row, Crichton to the bench. Jake Friend's out, so Victor Radley, the little cheap shot shit dog, is uh, going to move to hooker. And, and nothing is lost, really. The Broncos, okay. I, yeah, I thought yeah, I thought I heard something today. Yeah, Roberts with his Achilles injury. And uh, there's no telling when he's going to be back either or how serious that injury was. It kind of only started to get reported on today when he was seen at training to not be training, like to be training with like the reserve sort of crew. Yeah. I mean, there was speculation whether he was he would have been dropped or, you know, injured. And it, then it came out there's some sort of Achilles thing, which is not great for someone who's... You know, known known for their speed. Yeah, that's it. Um, but yeah, we'll see how that progresses. Uh, Matt Lodge returns from suspension. They, um, yeah, they get Lodge back. They lose Roberts. Yeah, I I again don't see the Broncos outplaying the Roosters here. Yep. Um, that that Roosters team's just got way too much strike power, and for the amount of points that. The Broncos leaked against the Dragons. I think this Roosters team's got them covered every step of the way. And I think the Roosters are the one team that aren't going to, uh, you know, give them these, you know, gift yeah. points as well that, that the Broncos have uh, made a habit of, you know, gratefully receiving from the Dragons and um, who was in the first well, round? You know, sort of Queensland had some fucking floods and because the government had cancelled their natural disaster insurance, the other states now have to pay a flood levy. I so say you're saying that's paid back now and the Roosters don't have to contribute or no? Well, no, I'm just saying that's the way Queensland operates. Yeah. The Broncos just take tries from teams from yeah. other states. Uh, Warriors take on the Titans Friday night at six o'clock. Fuck me. Who wants to watch that? Not I. Oh, Daylight Savings over too, so I can't even miss it by accident. When's Daylight Savings finish? Did. Yesterday, wasn't oh, it? Fuck me. I think the clock's here yesterday. Um, Whoops. Okay. This one's at Mount Smart. The... Uh, Warriors side, they've had uh, they've had Kieran been dropped as if he was the fucking issue. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Um, Isaac Luke's out injured. Uh, his hammy's done, so Carl Lawton becomes the uh, the hooker for the side. Yep. And um, Ace fit in. 
Chanel Harris Tavita becomes the uh, yeah the H M and Chanel Harris Tavita moves into the six. And uh, yeah, Ashford. Well, fuck me, it's the Tuesday twenty one. Ashford comes on in twenty two. So <laughs> the most tenuous <laughs> addition to the side ever. But uh, hey, his name's in print. Um, <laughs> the tight fucking look. It's an away game. The Warriors have had two bad beatings back to back. You know, by dumping Kieran, I guess. I guess you know Steve is trying to let them know that nobody is safe. Yep. Whatever. Uh, do they bounce back? It's just weird because I mean they got they they got great forwards and we've seen the forwards. I mean they were fucking great in the first round. I mean, admittedly, it was against the dogs who you know. Weren't great since yep. you know since you know have been shown not to be amazing, but like the backline players that they've got, it's, you know, I, I can't see them not scoring points against this Titans side. Yeah, and so just watch the Titans come and fucking flog them. Then again, I was going to say that there is also just the opportunity that Don will pull out one of his fucking freakish games yeah. and get a hat trick. So it's just I just find it so hard to see happening. Just flip a coin. Yeah, I have to go with the Warriors. Yeah, just just for lack of better options, uh, the Panthers take on the West Tigers, the big clash, the eight o'clock game on Friday, out there at Panthers Stadium. Kick hour was back, uh, much to your your joy, uh, which uh, drops old Annie Vax to the bench, and uh, Yo's back in as well. Yeah, Yo's back. So for as long as that lasts, um, <laughs> wonder wonder if he knows that. Yeah. Like, I'm sure he's been told, but I wonder if he remembers. Yeah. I thought there would have been more changes to the West Tigers side, honestly. I mean, ben, Benji's got a hamstring issue, so Josh Reynolds gets his debut for 2019. Apparently, uh, he's been tearing it up in the Reggie's games. I haven't had the opportunity to see any of them, but that's been a feature of West Tigers commentary is how much Josh Reynolds has, been te- has just torn it up in the preceding Reggie's game, like setting up, you know, you know, three tries, five tries, you know, whatever. Shock so. Um, you know, NR- NRL or ex Origin player does well in reserve. Does grade. well in reserve grade, yeah. Uh, I thought I thought that there was going to be potential there for um, fucking old mate. What's his name? Garner. I thought he might have been injured, but he's he's been named, so he's all good. And it's just, just I, th- and I thought gone. I thought Robbie Farrow. I thought he was going to be dead after the way that he got fucking murked right at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that was one of the great legal. Yeah, but but total cunt blindside, yeah. obliterating tackles I've seen in a while is great. Um, look, honestly, yeah, with the lack of with the lack of changes to the side and the Tigers, uh, I, I thought that the, the Panthers might have been able to benefit from some more injuries, but it ain't going to happen. Uh, there at home hasn't helped them in the past uh, this year. I mean, fuck, no, it hasn't. You I- know what I want to see. I want to see this forward pack get in there and absolutely fucking belt them. To me, that's why you get over this West Tigers side. And that's kind of been the way that, to get over them the last couple of seasons, yeah. you know, really. And, uh, and you know, I was going to say, like, you know, the, the, the Tigers defensively have got more than enough to, to counter anything that the, the Panthers yeah. are going to throw at them. Especially, However, yeah. saying that, last week they scored, they, they had some incredibly soft fucking tries put on them. Yeah. Well constructed, but tries that they had stopped previously. So, well, yeah, Penrith by twenty, regardless. Yeah, I'm gonna say the Tigers are gonna be uh, are going to arrest the decline for a week. 
by, by winning, if I'm not clear. Um, Saturday, the Mighty Manly Seagulls take on the Rabbelows at Brookie. The uh, centre, yeah, Suley, was uh, was dropped for not an off-field indiscretion, but uh, a training attitude thing, and uh, Desi has standards of which you know, he, is, he is implementing on the side, and as a result, he's not playing this week. Um, look, honestly, our back line's our fucking back line at this stage, and you know, it, it is what it's going to be. Um, devastating last week, of course. Uh, the Rabbits. They say Inglis is returning. I've seen articles saying, like, oh, maybe he's returned. We're not going to rush him, blah, blah, blah. But he's been named, so, yeah, he may be, maybe he's going to be there. Um, gay guy goes to, takes the other center spot. Uh, George, suspension, George Bird just back from suspension. Um, look, I mean... The Rabbitohs have showed me nothing this season that makes me think that they've got a chance against this Manly outfit in full flight. So uh, I think Manly 13 plus. Um, cunts mocked me last week when I said they'd put 50 on the on the Warriors, and uh, that was a big call. It almost came, <laughs> almost came off. Two missed goals, 50. If Cherry had to kick two goals, he missed. <laughs> That's, and that's look, nice. and I'm not going to say they're going to put fifty on. They're not going to put fifty on the rabbits this week. I mean, certainly not. Keep keep living your life with almosts. Well, look, I mean, we are almost in ninth position on the ladder. We're actually eighth. Like you are almost in the spoon, but for the grace of the Titans. So, almost suck my dick. <laughs> Manly thirteen plus with great confidence. And the rabbits to uh, to not heed the wake up call the Titans gave them. You you are playing a Brookvale, so there is the fucking very distinct chance that every player on the rabbit side will do an ACL, yep. and they'll have to forfeit. And this is where and this is where Adam Reynolds' origin fucking campaign comes to a brutal end. <laughs> Fuck. He can he can fucking do a knee. Yeah, <laughs> I shouldn't laugh at me because I want him to play Origin and fucking smash Queensland. Don't get injured, but don't play well. And if you're gonna play well, get injured. I don't know. I'm so torn. I'm <laughs> conflicted. I can't deal with this <laughs> this moral dilemma. English though. Now you know how his, so. <laughs> you know his ACL feels. <laughs> yeah, English. You suck my dick. Fucking break a leg. Um, gay guy too. Because I mean, Lord knows. I mean, he's not great at club level, but they always pick him in Origin. He scores a couple of fucking tries. Yeah. Uh, where are we? Cowboys take on the Raiders. A thirteen hundred teeth, which is no longer the 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 corral or what's a cowboy no. fortress, you know. It's no longer a happy place for them. It used um, to be the OK Corral. Now it's the shit corral. Yeah. <laughs> now it's the cunts fucked corral. <laughs> uh, the, um, oh, fuck. I wish you'd seen that musical. But oh, I ain't going to talk about that because the crocodiles eat somebody every three months in North Queensland, right? Um, once again, they are sans JTs. Zero JTs in the side, yeah. which uh, leads me to say they have zero chance. I can't go past Canberra here. Yeah, and look, Canberra haven't been setting the world on fire, but fuck me, they they seem to be built of of uh, of sterner stuff than they were last year. Yes, and uh, although they haven't really been, you know, put in the fire yet of the last ten minutes of a rampaging side mowing down a lead that they've spent seventy minutes building, I feel I, I want to say I feel that they are not so much that team this year so far on current evidence. Yes, because round three is a good indication. Yeah, so far so good for the Raiders. Yes. So far so good. Anyway. Raiders to win. Fuck the Cowboys. The Eels take on the Sharks at Paramount. Oh, is that ANZ Stadium? The uh, Eels 
Dylan Brown has some kind of indefinite back situation, Fuck, which is keeping him out. So uh, that's going to affect his brand because uh, you don't want to. I mean, you know, he sees intent on building his brand and making his money. That yep. ain't going to help. Um, Sharks. Dugan goes to fullback to replace Moylan. They got Bronson or Cherry to start in the centres. And they had a nice video there on the on the internet this afternoon with uh, a hidden camera there while uh, while um, Morris was telling him that he was you know he was getting his start in first grade and blah blah blah. Yeah, nice. Oh, it's yeah, it is nice. It's, yeah. it's good social media because it's not dodgy good. at all to have a hidden camera in the coach's room. Well, look. It's the first time in 2019 that a hidden camera. I've seen a hidden camera where where some some hapless chick isn't 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 getting fucking getting her head jammed onto some other guy's cock or getting stomped on like a roach. So you know, or you know, seeing some player fucking finger bashing his ass while his mate fucking throws some shadow boxing at him. So to be fair, as far as hidden camera videos go, it's the most wholesome one I've seen this year. And for that, I give them credit. Yeah, that's it. Um, look, the Sharks are going to win um, by so much just because I will it to happen. The Eels being good is not something that I can really... that doesn't sit well with me. And, uh, you know, and whilst the Sharks Sharks winning doesn't sit well with me either, they're already annoying cunts. It's not going to change. Win or lose. They just... That, it just is what it is from those fucking fan, that fan they're, base. They're back... Parramatta are back to their uh, time-tested winning game plan. Have fucking massive cunts in the centre and wing. Oh, pass it, pass it to Rad Radra, or the See, most Radrose thing that you've got to decide, and uh, happens to be Ferguson, Blake Ferguson. Well, even on stuff. the other side, this this yeah. new Cunsivo is not, he's not tiny. Yeah, but he's kind of like rugby league dumb still at the at the, at the moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's not. You remember Gunny when he started playing for the Storm? Well, yeah. He was fucking snap-kicking cunts in the head when yeah, he had the ball. But, like, he, was- but he, he, he still does some fucking dirty <laughs> shit, though. Like, I mean, he's a storm of storm at the moment. Like, you, don't, you don't expect it. Yeah, because Cameron Smith's still there. Yeah. But, but old Sully out there, he's he's got the... He's the storm of storm now, I think. <laughs> uh, hey, Cameron, look what I can do. <laughs> that's terribly racist. The Sharks to win by... F- by plenty the storm take on the bulldogs down there at the korean housewife sunday afternoon look it's one thing for the doggies to get their good win uh, uh, emotional enthusiastic win over the tigers especially when you look at the added little wrinkle of the guy that they're paying like you know 175,000 to to play against them has a fucking shocker miraculously that week dropping fucking every kick that came his way yep uh what we got here Jack Cogger comes in to replace Kieran Foran now look me and Foran have had our issues over the last couple of years. But I you heard me you heard me half an hour ago. I gave him utmost credit you did, for his you performance. Gave him raps. He's he's uh he, he attacked fairly well, but he defended in the face of being absolutely fucked to the point of three months injury time off. And he still defended when the shit when shit was down you know, was down to the wire. He was body on the line. Jack Cog is none of that. On his best fucking day. No. None. Never. Um, in fact, they would have been better off just 
getting one of fucking golden nuts, used condoms, tying a knot in it, <laughs> and placing it on top of a remote control car and sticking that in the defensive line. If yeah. they wanted a fucking cogger offspring to tackle for them. Or just, you know, be, uh, you know, I mean, I don't want to speak for Glenn, but I'm, sh- I'm sure that Golden Nuts, you know, has massive loads. So maybe even, like, just jamming in a super soaker and any time a player came running that way, just fucking just, 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 <laughs> just, just squirt a few million fucking, <laughs> fucking more, vi- more viable fucking swimmers than Jack Cogger <laughs> descended from. <laughs> just shoot him in the general direction of the fucking bursting player. <laughs> Is there anything in the rule book that says you can't? come on an opposition player. <laughs> I feel it would fall under at least the same general articles or clauses that prevent the Hopawadi finger banging. It just seems like you know, it's probably like a sexual conduct. <laughs> no fingering or ejaculating upon the... <laughs> oh, I don't know. Look, I mean, who's the, who's the test that? I mean, really? That's a rugby league movie waiting to be made. Yeah, the guy who finds the 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 secret, like the instead of like the money ball thing, it's like money shot. <laughs> it's like the, the secret to success in rugby league it is it isn't like finding these statistically brilliant brilliant players that perform a role for a cheap price. It's it's uh, coming on the opposition <laughs> <laughs> to the point where they just refuse to fucking come near you. <laughs> And it's like, you know, then you get Vossi, you know, they get the celebrity commentator in there that people know in the movie. It's like oh. Vossi's in there and he goes, oh, he hasn't got spiders on him. <laughs> oh, he's got ejaculate on him. <laughs> well, anyway, the moral of the story is the Storm haven't been beaten yet and I don't see it happening at home by the doggies this week. No. And the Knights take on the Dragons in Newcastle. Ponga has been moved to fullback. Mason Lenor comes into five eighth. Uh, Jeez, it's not like they fucking bought the person that was, an, you know, equal if not better replacement for Sean Johnson and Blake Green at different times last year, mm-hmm. and they're playing him in the halves. Where he should, yeah, fucking masterstroke. Yep, Dragons. Uh, Dufty comes in for Widdop. No other changes, but uh, the looming return of Tyson Frizzle. Is on the uh, horizon. Yes. Uh, d- not. I don't believe he is uh, likely this week, but they've named him in the eighteen as an outside chance. Mm. Look, I think if the if the dragons can display the kind of well, this is thing. Even even with their losses, they had really good first halves. Yeah, they did both both matches. So if they can if they can just keep the foot down like they did uh, in this in uh, the game against the Broncos last week, yep. then I think I think they've got far too much yeah for the Knights. Um maybe this, you know, maybe moving Ponga to, you know, back back to fullback fucking electrifies yeah. them, maybe Lino actually gives them some attack. And and here's the thing, look at round 1 Knights when they came up against the Sharks pack that that really on paper should have been their betters. Yeah. They stood up yeah, here's another opportunity for them to really get in and say, "Well, okay, we're we're going to prove we can go toe to toe with with the better quality packs in the NRL." And what they need to do is, they, if when they when they generate, what do you say, it was sixty odd tackles, you know, in, in the in, in the in, opposition in the opposition twenty to seventy. Well, yeah, that, so they they need to start converting. Yeah, I mean, yeah. convert that, and hopefully, Lenor can give that you know can give them some some impetus there, or you know, or, or Ponga, you know, with having a bit more freedom. 
Yep. In the one, maybe he can do some of that ponga shit that, you know, he's apparently capable of. And so the, oh, da- the Dally M points tell me that he's capable of. He's Ponga's fans. He's, he's still the thing. I thought that Nickel Clogstad kid would have been the, the thing now. Isn't he the next Ponga? Oh, jeez. We're going back that far now, are we? Oh, I don't know. It's, yeah. <laughs> he, he scored some tries. He's, he did. He did. He's a future immortal, apparently, if you score tries. Dragons. I'm, I'm going Dragons to win yeah. this one. Um, and let me just go through my t- tips. And yes, everything I said there is uh, what I actually put into the tipping competition as well. So nice. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bullshit you like I'm like I'm Timmy McIntyre or something. He fucking wakes up every Monday morning and goes, "Oh, I got eight out of eight, eight out of eight. Yeah. Yeah, That's hilarious. You're hilarious. You should be a comedian. Um, that's it. That's the round. Okay, so uh, go Manly, and uh, hopefully for the Cleary family, they can at least make a game of it for the sake of oh, the Cleary yeah. family. Oh, look, I just you know. And then, and the the beautiful thing is, I mean, I, I don't know about your drawing. When are you playing Tigers again later on? Magic weekend. Oh, fucking that quickly. Well, at least, well, that's good then. So before Origin, you're going to have all that. Yeah. All those Tigers storylines and Cleary coaching. Blah, that's almost, it. Until he gets sacked or gets tired and then sacked. <laughs> you're going to have all those storylines gone by fucking May. So that's okay. As long as we just don't end up with Trent Barrett. That's all. Well, you know. Garth has still got a job, so, you know, Gus loves bringing him back. Well, not Gus, should I say. They like bringing him back over <laughs> Gus's head. Righto, mailbag this week, One-Eyed Tiger today, threw it in the Facebook, and it, and it, um, it, it fucking banged. He's uh, put together his Avengers Rugby League team, and uh, I favourited it on Twitter, and, uh, and it's in the Facebook group, and as, as many people would see, but uh, 1 through 17, he's gone, he's gone Vision. War Machine, Black Widow, Falcon, Gamora, Captain American is a 5'8", then Captain. Captain Marvel is halfback and Captain. Uh, Hulk and Groot as props. Iron Man is a hooker. And then rounding out the pack with Black Panther, Bucky and Thor. Spider-Man, Hawkeye, Star-Lord and Drax on the bench. Is there anyone in those movies that didn't make the team? Um, it depends how how much of a major character you would think. You know, okay. like, see, I would thought I would have thought that that you'd have Korg as a in in the prop rotation because I mean, like they they call it like Lazo, what he's like brick with eyes or whatever. I mean, so you want the actual fucking dude that's made of stone, yeah? Over my head, isn't that the thing? Well, you know, he's made of stone. Well, yeah, he's too, yeah. But I mean, we're not. I, I, he's doing this on the you know Avengers, not Fantastic Four, and I guess, and he's not technically Avengers because not all these people are Avengers either. But you know, oh, MCU. Okay. Let's say he's doing the MCU. So basically, he said something, and it's not how it is. He's doing the MCU. Oh, fucking Tigers fan. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Also noticed that yeah. he's just gone for a combination, and it's apparently a combination because both of the people are black. Wait, which? Well, you say, you're saying. What, you, what, what was that one? Well, look at one of the fucking edge combinations. Well, yeah, okay. 
Panther and a Widow, and he's just put them both there because they're black. No, Black Panther's in second row. I thought on Twitter he was in the centres. No, no, you got Black Widow, you got Falcon. He's 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 black. He's in the centres. Is he? Yeah. Huh. And Gamora is. I mean, like you know, she's green, but you know. Look, I think you know it's like. That's the worst post that's been in the Facebook group that was not put in there by Chapo. It's an amazing post, and I'm happy to hear other people. I mean, Star-Lord in 16, I mean, come on, man. I mean, it's, it's Star-Lord's fucking... Like, Star-Lord, Star-Lord is like the fucking Dugan of the side. You get... I mean, take him out of it. You don't get out of the fucking side. Um, now, Origin Affected. Very happy to hear your thoughts, fellas, on that one. Get it in the Facebook or on the on the Twitter, but uh, the Facebook's obviously easier in terms of, like, threading. Origin Affected to another great ep, boys. Your labelling of Peter Fitzsimons as the world's oldest millennial was pure gold. Mm. Uh, Super Grover 4, whatever the fuck you guys were on, I want to order a white van full. Another brilliant ep. I don't know if I'm laughing with you or at you. Five stars. Andy Kintz said, when our stepdad and Nate are dark at the world, it makes for a fucking funny This Week in League episode. Nice one, boys. Thank you, sir. Uh, Biggest Tiger, in response to your... uh, poem or a little rhyme or whatever you want to categorize it as children's story um he's as per your request uh littlest tiger has listened he rolled his eyes and smiled you'll be pleased to know i'm planning a panther's book which will obviously be ready in five asterisk years yeah, is that little cunt gone out to campbelltown yet doubt it well, why would you go to campbelltown and you fucking cake I'm waiting for him in balmain well that's what i'm saying he's, he's a typical tigers fan it starts at birth <laughs> obviously King Levius thank fuck for podcast imagine if you cunts had to have a radio show that would last a whole 14 seconds before angry mobs just start <laughs> picking outside the station <laughs> hashtag don't ever change hashtag children's sex jokes are the funniest oh they are not how dare you hang on didn't we say kids sex jokes uh, I don't remember it just strikes me the same kids I don't sex remember jokes what I said I don't remember what I said last segment <laughs> like just in in my heart like yeah kids sex jokes are funny Children's sex, not funny. It's just all too real, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Uh, Doz tweets, uh, do not read the label. I just like the way it smells. Nate's views on Colombian marching powder. Look, I have always stri- I always strove to tell tell it how it is on this show, fellas and ladies. Uh, Fat Harry Lazy, cracking episode once again. That 311 cover was fucking hilarious. I'm loving the Facebook group, except for one thing. I'm starting to see more people I know in real life in there. I'm losing my secret Gronk off space. Um, yeah, to to which I replied though that fucking actual photo of your actual face on Twitter does with your a actual, great job with your actual yeah. name. I mean, like your display name is your actual first initial and surname. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, you're not getting into ASIO anytime soon, are you? <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. Terry said, "As Twill covered the Engadine Maccas incident, that story will run and run. That story is captured the imagination of a nation." And uh, I, yeah. and rather than us talking too much in depth about it, you can Google I would, it. I would Google it and go to the it. go to the pedestrian TV article where they've done about as in depth an investigation on the subject as you can in terms of where was he that day? Where's the Engadine Maccas in relation to where he was? Yes, I mean he would have he would have gone past there on the way back to Canberra following yeah. the sharks thing, and then, and then there were people saying, but. If you look at the Google map, where the where the exit off the off the freeway is, there's a KFC before the McDonald's. So why didn't he go to the KFC? Did he specifically target the McDonald's for shitting in his pants? 
And they say, well, no, because if the game would have ended about 10, so if he's at a function, you, you know, he would have got out of there. The KFC's only open until 11 p.m., so it was probably closed. The Mac yeah, is 24 7. What, what's the fucking problem here? A politician shit his pants. Just funny to think that, you know, the Prime Minister yeah, shit his pants, you know what? I guess. You, you think it's funny. Yeah. And I think it's funny. Yeah. There's a bunch of people out there that just, you know, want to use it to, to mean that, oh, you know, well, he's, he's not this, he's not that. I reckon politicians are doing much better if they went out there and just, like, were completely honest and just warts and all. So, yeah, I shit my pants. Yeah. Like, can you imagine if there was somebody out there, you might not quite agree with what they say on, on climate change, but if they say, you know what, every now and again I get a Q-tip and I clean out my urethra. <laughs> you know, you'd look at that guy and you'd go, well, fucking, okay, I can respect the man that does that. Yeah, like I, res- I respect your honesty, but I question why you brought that up. <laughs> well, no, if they're just like just everything's out in the open, they're not they're not trying to. Yeah, but with the way, face but, but, or- but I think it's more a case of like, like the the, the guy the guy the, the politician that comes out and says that you know I you know I, I clean my urethra with a, you know, a Q-tip, who volunteers that information unprompted? Or, or, you know, imagine. Yeah, if- I, I think about that though. I just like I'm think I think I go well. That's like, that's kind of oversharing. Like, you know, what? what? Yeah, but imagine. But if someone said, said politician was seen in the bathroom of the Engadine Maccas cleaning his his urethra with a Q-tip and then they came out and said, yeah, I did it. Yeah. I felt dirty. It was clogged up. Okay. So what if, what if there's a, a female politician and there's a subsection of Australia that may not agree with her? Um, views on refugees mm-hmm. but she comes out and says these are my views on refugees and also I make home brew from my own vaginal yeast <laughs> see see, I, I don't think it that connects I, with common people Nathan yeah but I think the first the, like volunteering it unprovoked no I'm saying for is, every policy they put forward they've got to say one oh, they've got to add a fact okay yeah okay I get it yeah much more relatable <laughs> Question, question time would outrate that fucking marriage show. Is that is that still on? Isn't, doesn't it just go all the time? Oh, I don't fucking know. I thought you'd be watching it to fucking like to, to as, as like because you'd have to talk to receptacles about it or some shit. No, no, nah, that's a that's a fucking veto right yeah, there. Yeah, rightly so. Too. Yeah. Well, I, I can't say rightly so because I'm like I don't fucking know. I've never watched minute one of that motherfucker, but. I assume that it's a pile of shit and I don't respect people who watch it. Mm. And uh, rightfully. That's it. Yeah. They are the objects of my scorn. Yes. Rightfully so. That's fucking it. Anyway, full time for episode 312. Thanks for listening, everybody. As always, get us on Twitter, at TWI League. Get us on Facebook. Hashtag Twill Nations, the group. Facebook.com forward slash at... This week in league is the page. Get on that shit. Um, I didn't fucking include. I'll have. I'll do some reviews next week. There've been a couple of reviews. I just. I totally forgot to put them on there. But uh, they're very much appreciated. And if you want to contribute in such a way, take yourself to iTunes in the podcast section. Go to sports and recreation category. Check out what's hot. We're of course we're in number one position uh, last time I looked, which is great. And um, get in there. Choose a rating. Leave a review. And if I fucking remember, I'll read them out in the show next week. Fuck, we're going to cop a one-star if James Maloney listens to this episode. 
If you listen last week, though, we were like, fucking, he like he won the game for him and everything. Like, yeah, you know, fuck, I hope you amazing. Yeah, listen. Yeah. Actually, he, he didn't play badly on the weekend. Well, he, he didn't play goodly. About as well as he could. Yeah. Um, Tipping. Fucking get memberships, too. Yeah. Leave reviews, get memberships. Yep, get the memberships. Thisweekinleague.com is the website. Go to the store is, link on the menu. Is it on the website that that scores you an invitation to the members' dinner? So for new listeners of the show. Yeah, the members' only thing on the Saturday, the grand, night before the, the Sunday. That's it. So grand final yeah. weekend in Sydney. We'll, uh, we'll have a members' only face-to-face event where you can come along and meet other members of Twill Nation who are members and talk shit and drink some beers. It's a, a quieter night to get ready for the grand final festivities the next day. In theory, it's a quieter night to get ready for the grand final. <laughs> However, in practice... Super Grover will stick a chili up his ass. In in practice, it hasn't, hasn't worked out to be that. It, it, like, and last one, especially... Yeah, no, nah, it's not going to be pretty, that. It's not going to be that big this year. Last, last year's was fucking... Like, I think the year before, we did a pretty good job of... We were very just smart. Just taking it fairly easy yes. and just, you know, wrapping it up fairly. But, the, yeah, last year was um, was ridiculous and fucking, uh, it, was, it was fantastic. And uh, But we went way harder. Plus yeah. side, though, the trip home wasn't as bad. I don't even fucking remember the trip home. How did we get home? Did we oh, walk? A plane. Oh, you mean the flight home? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The yeah, year, the yeah. year before, I was fucking watching you eat a Vietnamese roll at oh, 10 in the morning. Oh, I was fucking smashing the barn me. It fucking saved my life, that shit. I'm trying not to vomit. Oh, Charlie. Fucking thank you for saving me, Charlie. <laughs> 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 um, tipping. <laughs> Simon F. has taken the lead at the moment, although we've got a lot of people on top uh, tied up. Bargy's still up there. Toosie, Benji's power band. Uh, Wobby Thara. And Matt Field, all on 18 points. Claire Simo, Whipsy77, Dave Arooney, and Mr. Dark Horse round out the top 10. They're on 17, so we've got one point separating the entire top 10. Whoa. Wonderful work. The Supercoach top 10, the notorious PODs on top. Uh, Sam Seals, Toto's Terrors, the Hot Cosbys, Dingbats. Uh, is that Lay Truck Legends? I can't remember. So that one there, it, feels, it looks like the... Font's been, it's cutting off the fucking protrusions at the bottom. Oh. Uh, the Big Puppies, Lightning Tips, Grey Foxes FC, Super Turbo Bros, and Griswolders rounding out our top 10. And uh, what are what are the positions of these motherfuckers overall? Not too bad. we got one in the top 1,000. So good on you, Notorious PODs. Um, that's it. Buy the memberships. If you really want to fucking do me a solid... In by Sunday, like Sunday night, so I can uh, get these orders off to businesses on Monday at some stage. That would be ideal. The ultimate goal here is to have the packs in people's hands in before, yeah, in advance of Magic Weekend. And while at the moment we've got a fairly comfortable buffer with five or six weeks. Shit happens. Shit happens. And, you know, I want to leave, you know, two weeks for production, a week for shipping or, you know, whatever. So, yeah, I really want to get them off like no later than sort of the end of the week or, you know, early next week if possible. Yep. Um, So that's it. Thanks for listening. Bye, membership. Uh, Look fucking classy. Yep, do whatever you're going to do. That's it. But just win at it. Fucking oath. And uh, that's it. See you next week. Later.